0: Hey, I want to preach to you a sermon. My name is John, by the way, I'm one of the pastors here. I'm here on behalf of our lead pastor, Pastor Gabby, and uh, he's giving me an opportunity to speak today. Let's read some Bible, okay? Some guys are like, when is he going to read the Bible? We're, we're reading Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to, to 14. Did you guys bring Bibles to church today? All right, come on, somebody. If you don't have a Bible, there's one behind me. It says, there is one body. By the way, who's, who's speaking? This is the Apostle Paul speaking. I love giving context around this man's writings because you don't know Paul. Paul was a really bad guy before he met the Lord. Any really bad people before they met the Lord? Come on, that's a trick question. We're all bad, we're all bad. That was a trick question. Paul was really bad. In fact, his assignment was to destroy the church and murder anyone that believed in Jesus. That was his, that gave him a kick, like that he loved to do that. And then Jesus meets him on the road to Damascus and changes his life. He begins to plant churches. He begins to write to these churches. And from these writings, we get Corinthians. In this specific text, though, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul says a word, is a B word, it's, it's the word body. If you read Ephesians, Romans, other writings of Paul, you'd see this metaphor he makes, that you and I are like the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And what's interesting is that the guy writing this was a terrible human being, so this goes to anybody that disqualifies themselves from being used by God just because you have a past. This disqualifies anyone from believing that God can't use me because I did this, because I did that, because I did that. I came to encourage you. God doesn't use you because of you, but in spite of you. Come on, anybody grateful that God is using broken vessels today? Come on, no perfect people allowed, by the way. And Paul sets that tone that, hey, if God can do it with me, God can do it with you. But in this specific passage, Paul's trying to paint a picture. He says in verse 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, it says this, there's one body, but it has many parts. But all its many parts make up one body. Somebody say one body. If you're reading in your Bibles, it's the same with Christ. Verse 13, we were all baptized by one Holy Spirit. This is key. Why is Paul saying one Holy Spirit? Because this is the early church, and they're getting filled by the Spirit left and right, but it doesn't register in their head that the same spirit that fell on Pentecost is still the same spirit years later filling up believers. They, they think it's some new spirit. But I want to encourage somebody today that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. The same spirit that rose Jesus up from the ashes, that rose him up from the grave, is living inside of you. It's the same spirit Paul is saying. There aren't churches that have different Holy Spirits. For for young people, there's no junior version of the Holy Spirit. It's just all who he is and his entirety and his power. And Paul's saying, hey, this this is one Holy Spirit, and we are formed into one body. He says something really clear here. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew or Gentile, slave or free. We were all given the same spirit to drink. And in verse 14, he says, so the body it's not made up of just one part it has many parts i want to know for a moment has anybody here ever done sports in their life like you've been a part of a sports team raise your hand all right so if you if you like golf raise your hand any golfers any golfers okay well i'm not going to talk about golf today (laughs) i'm talking about basketball where my basketball people at come on somebody Here's why I want to bring it up because in my life, I've seen in my life, I played on a couple teams. Um, my basketball career did not go as accordingly. You know what I mean? I mean, hello. Um, I had plans. So my uncle made the NBA. I'm gonna say this all my life. My uncle made the NBA, so my expectations were pretty up. You know what I mean? Like, uncle went there. I'm gonna stand on his shoulders one day, and I'm gonna be better. Anyways, um, so I'd play. I'd play sports growing up. I'd be on different sports teams. Uh, I was on three sports teams, basketball teams growing up. What's, what's awesome about basketball is that there's different positions. And I want to talk about a team for a moment because I think a team is how I can best describe what Paul is saying as one body. You guys, can you guys bear with me for the next few minutes? So there's five positions on the basketball court. Uh, can you guys help me? There's a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. These are five different positions, right? But in my first team, uh, we were all Hispanic and like 4'11", so we all played point guard. Um, and then if it, it was like one of us versus one. It was a Juan on Juan, you know what I mean? All right. It's a good crowd today, good crowd. Anyways, I, uh, I remember joining a real team where there were like people with height and strength and speed. It's like, wow, that's awesome. Why? Because we all have different body types. We all have different strengths, right? The center, who's usually the big guy that gets the rebounds, that sets the screens, right? The big, big, big guy. He's not the guy that's typically dribbling the ball. That, that guy's me. I'm the guy, I'm the small guy running through, dribbling the ball, and then passing it, finding an open teammate. Here's the beauty about a team, is that when one person scores, the whole team scores. And isn't that beautiful about the body of Christ? That when you win, I win. That when you are elevated, come on, I get praise to Jesus because if God did it for you, I know God can do it for me. We're on the same team. I come against every spirit of comparison and competition in this room. You're looking at people who are just a couple steps ahead of you. I came to remind you, you are on the same team. You are on the same team. Would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we are on the same team. You got to help me. You got to love me. You got to support me because we are on the same team. Team, there's nothing more beautiful than a team that understands its roles and understands its functions. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing a team execute a well coached play. There's nothing more gorgeous than seeing the Golden State Warriors play basketball. Because there's no I in team, it's a team thing. People know their roles. And I feel like we're led to scripture this Sunday, to this specific scripture. Because I I don't think the church of Jesus struggles with knowing what to do. I think the church of Jesus has a hard time actually doing what we're supposed to do. And many times you know exactly what you do. We just don't do it. But today the Holy Spirit sent me to tell you, church, it's time to get off the bench and step into the game. Put your jersey on and get ready to break a sweat because you are not a spectator in the move of God. You are a participator in the move of God. What God wants to do in this church is not for your neighbor. It's for you. It's not through your neighbor, it's through you too. I am want to talk a specific moment. Andrew Cabella remembers this, our administrator, because he was my coach at the time. So, uh, okay, anyway, so you understand why that's, that makes sense. So um, I'm playing basketball, and um, my team, we were losing by 20 points. Yeah, I'm a bad, so if you know me, I hate losing more than I like winning. Pray for me, okay? God is still working on me. All right, please pray for me. Um, There was a certain moment in the game, I want to bring the story up, where we're losing by 20, and one of my teammates, I've never seen him dunk before. Uh, He's never dunked before. But in the game that we're losing by 20, he decides to go for a dunk. So the ball goes, he's by himself, he grabs the ball, he goes up, and he hits the front of the rim, and he falls on the floor. I mean, the the, the whole game just turned to a comedy show. The whole bench starts laughing. All my teammates are laughing. All the parents are laughing. The, uh, The opposing team is laughing. The guy who did the dunk is laughing. There's only one person not laughing, me. Everyone's having the best time. I'm like, this guy's a joke. Legit, I remember looking out at the team. I was a part of the starting five. I remember looking out at the team. And I literally turned into like that Simpsons meme, like you fade into the bushes. Like, I'm on the court, and literally, I just start backing up, and I'm like, I'm not having fun. This was going through my head. This isn't fun. I'm not having fun. They have no idea what they're doing. This is chaos. And I sat myself down on the bench. If you know sports, you know, you know that's a no no. Because when there's a substitution, you guys got to walk. I mean, in in young sports, they make it extra. You got to walk up. You got to high five each other. Two's out. Five is in. All right, here we go. I didn't do none of that. I was just so mad. I was just like fading into the bushes. And I sat down on the bench. And then Coach Curbello looks up. He's like, it's five on four out there. He looks on the bench. And he saw me there. And I was just like, he was like, stay on the bench, coward. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. But I bring this story up because I think a lot of times what disqualifies or eliminates people in the body of Christ may be everything we think it is when it's really just ourselves backing up because of some hurt, because of some pain, because of some trials. But did you know that trial and the testing is only supposed to build your faith, not end it? Did he know that when the team goes through something, I, I just saw something from a, from a basketball team. They, they had a fight in the locker room, and I and I saw some sports agents say, yo, what you guys don't know is that that fight, that little quarrel, that's going to make the team stronger because the culture in that locker room is a united team. The culture in that locker room is it's not personal, so I know they're going to bounce back from this. Listen, I want to talk to some Christians that check themselves out of the game. I want to talk to some players in here, some leaders in here that have disqualified themselves. Listen, God tends to qualify the unqualified God tends to strengthen people who seem to be weak God tends to promote those who seems like they're not enough I want to talk to some people in here that have they literally sat themselves on the bench and God is saying but you are my body I want to read verse 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 15 Paul says suppose the foot says I'm not a hand so I don't belong to the body by saying this it cannot stop being part of the body. In other words, just because you're a foot in the body of Christ. Make some noise if you're a part of the body of Christ. That's a trick question. We're all a part of the body. What Paul says in verse 15 is that imagine if you were a foot saying, oh gosh, why aren't I a hand? Or a face. Why, why don't faces wear shoes? Why do I got to wear a shoe? Right? If you're a foot, why would you want to be a hand? So Paul's saying, in other words, God designed you for a specific way, but you point back at God saying, why did you make me this way? The audacity, right? That God who does not need you, he just wants you, right? Come on, like, you're not the center of the universe. How close-minded are we, right? The earth's the center. Till modern science came out, sorry, the sun is the center, losers. We're not the center of the universe, and, and we, we tend to think the same way. Oh, we're the center. No, we are not, Jesus is the center. He doesn't need me. He wants me. And he calls me friend, not only friend, but he calls me his body, that I'm a part of this body. I was driving over here from our Pointeana campus, and I heard the Spirit say, talk to some parts of the body that have fallen asleep. You ever had a foot fall asleep on you? It's like the whole body's trying to go somewhere except for that one part. And what's supposed to be a foot going forward, it's like a foot hurting now. And you ever get those those sharp needles? You're like, when did I just, you know, walk into like a surgeon's room? Like, what's going on? I want to talk to some pieces of the body that have fallen asleep. Listen, church. Your spiritual calling is not to be a spectator. You have a spiritual gift living inside of you. And, and, and and I really believe you can be a stay-at-home mom and still fulfill the calling of God in your life. I believe you can be the, the leader of a Fortune 500 company and still be activating in your call. I believe you can be a plumber, if you know when, call them. I believe you can, you can be a barista. I believe you can, you can be anything that you are. Every single one has a job, have a career, but do not confuse your career with your calling. You're a part of the body. Some of you serve the body in different ways. A lot of us serve the body in different ways. Imagine if we all had a microphone today and we lined up and we preached the empty seats. Wouldn't that be so weird? But that's how sometimes the church operates. We think functionality in the body is a microphone. When did we think that you're, you're being the active member of the body when you get on platform? When is that? Paul says the parts of the body that are unseen are actually the more important ones. Because what's the, what's the point of a pretty face without a beating heartbeat? And I want to talk to the church today. You are a part of this body, and now it's time to step into what God has called you to step into. If it's not you, it's nobody else. There's a role that you fill in this house, not in that house. Listen, and if you and I don't get good at getting rooted, we'll just keep uprooting ourselves. Hoping for the assignment to change. Listen, you can move states, you can move countries, you can leave to Mars. And your assignment of of God over your life will stay the same. And I know that to my life. I've ran from my calling for for such a large portion of my life. I've ran from it. In other words, I'm that verse we're reading. I'm the foot that says, God, why why am I not a hand? Why why do you want me to do this? I don't want to do it. Here's really, what here's really what we're doing. This is the train to heaven, by the way, right now. All aboard. No, honestly, this, this changed my life. I, this is, if God designed you, if God designed you a specific way, will you agree with him or disagree with who he made you to be? Can I say that again? When, when you get the calling of God, you hear a message like this. It's going to push you into being who God called you to be. Is anybody into inventing things? Anybody good with their hands? Arts and crafts people, raise your hand. Yes, let's go. Awesome. If, if, I, if, if I designed a stove, right, if I designed a stove, and this stove was for the, the heating up of pots and pans to create some amazing food, do you know how foolish you would look taking the stove I gave you and using it? as a frame for your mattress. Like I walk into your room, I'm like homeboy, I bought you a stove. What is it doing in your bedroom? What it, I didn't design the stove to be slept on. I designed the stove to feed you. You have the right object, but you're using it incorrectly. Why are you, imagine, like, you like, time to make the bed, and like, you put the stove sideways, and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Some of us are trying to get comfortable with a calling that is not attached to our life. Some of us are trying to get comfortable with a calling that God hasn't given you. Listen, I don't care what God has done in their life, I don't care God's calling. I wanna get this connection right, I wanna get this calling right, and not compare. And I say, God, why am I not a hand? Why am I not a foot? Say no, God. I'm gonna agree with the call of God. Some spiritual stoves today are gonna to get out the bedroom and jump into the kitchen. Isn't that frustrating, though, to try to operate outside of how God's graced you to operate? Like my gift is speaking. I didn't ask for it. I didn't pray for it. God gave it to me. But imagine me trying to lead the sign language ministry. I can't do it. I'm gonna be throwing game signs. By the end of the service, I'm gonna get shot can't do no, what? But if you get Corellis in here to do that, she's going to kill that. Cherry, she's good at the, the hand signs thing. I can't do that. Is she better or am I better or are we just different? Church, church. This message just set you free. You've been trying to fill in the shoes of your leaders. You've been trying to fill in the shoes of your elders. You've been trying to fill in the shoes of spiritual fathers. I came to tell you that God has a unique design over your life. There's something specific for you to do. There's a calling. There's a purpose. You are a part of this body. It's time to wake up. It's time to get active. It's time to move forward. We're not going to unite for the sake of unity. We're going to unite for the sake of Jesus. I was studying for today's sermon. The Spirit brought me to Genesis chapter 11, verse 16, where we know to be ancient Babylon. They said, let's build a tower, not that we'd give glory to God, but that we give glory to ourselves. They were united not to give glory to God, but they were united to bring glory to themselves. And in verse 16, this might theologically challenge you. God looks at the people of Babylon and says, when they are united, there's nothing that can stop them. He looks at people who are not building this great thing for God, but for themselves. And God says, I need to confuse them. And if we see in Babylon, and now we live in a modern-day Babylon, if you didn't know, by the way. Babylon's still here. It's just spiritual. Of mankind worshiping ourselves. Did you know that the new God is yourself? That's what the world is selling. Listen to yourself. Think about yourself. Help yourself. It's all about you. When the gospel is all about Jesus. So these people were united, not to bring glory to God, but to bring glory to themselves. And God says in verse 16 of Genesis chapter 11, I have to confuse them because when they're united, nothing can stop them. Man, if that's for Babylon, how much more should the church of Jesus be united? I'm tired of seeing these companies outside the church get notified to being the best place to be at, the best place to work at, the best. Come on, can the church get that back one time? Because we're not just employees. We're not just work, workmanship, you and I. We are the body of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you believe that, can you shout amen in this place? I want to read to you Romans chapter 14 and 19, and I'll ask the worship team to come up. Come on, anybody receiving a word today? Come on, God is challenging some people tonight. Here's my prayer before we keep keep reading. Here's my prayer. By the way, did you know Sundays is not game day? Sunday is huddle. Sunday is not where you come and we start the game. Sunday is when you come in and the Holy Spirit begins to coach you for Monday. Begins to tell you plays on Tuesday. Begins to tell you how we're going to strategize on Wednesday. Sunday is not the game. Sunday is the halftime show. Where the Spirit encourages you and coaches you to be who you're called to be. It says in Romans fourteen nineteen. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. Paul says, as a body of Christ, let's do everything we can to be in peace with one another. To be in peace. Somebody say peace. Come on, somebody say peace. Another verse in Romans says, live in harmony. Someone say harmony. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. But be willing to associate yourself with people of low position and do not be conceited. Do you know how hard it is to be a conceited Christian? It's so tough because you're belittling people that Jesus is saying is the greatest in the kingdom, the servants. You're belittling people that... Listen, when you you belittle someone in the church, you are only demeaning a part of the body that you are a part of. When one part suffers, the whole body suffers. But when one part... You guys here today? I used this example earlier. I, I called Ashmali in our Poinciana campus. By the way, Ashmali and Laybird led worship at our Poinciana campus. Then they came over here and did it again. Love you guys. I called Ashmali. He's a beautiful bicep, right? He's that part of the body of Christ, right? The flexing one. Just pray him, Ashmali. That's on a Sunday. Oh, anointing, power. What's the point of having a functional bicep with broken fingers? There's parts of the body that won't even be able to be worked out. What's the point of having one part of the body healthy and another not? Listen, you are a part of the body, and your health matters. New birth, I got a question for you. You can answer on Thursday. How are you doing? How's your soul? How's your mental health? How is your spiritual walk with the Lord? How's it going? Because you matter. I got to tell you, on behalf of the pastors and all the team here, we're so excited you came to church today. Honestly, it means the world that you keep coming, right? I mean, make some noise. Come on, you made it to church today, by the way. You made it to the house of God. But we'd have a bad pastor if all he cared about was that you sat on a chair on Sunday. We'd have a bad leader if if all he cared about was you filling the room. No, you're filling the room, but it's the Holy Spirit filling your rooms. You're in this house, but can you bring heaven home to your house? Because although we are here as the body, you are still a part of the body. If you believe that, can you shout amen? Let's all rise to our feet today. I am a part of the body. God is building me. God is building me. The temptation is to separate. The temptation is to separate. Listen, an amputated leg will not come back together on its own. It will not grow into a whole new person. You've got to get back attached to the body for health. Holy Spirit is here. Come on. If you're receiving something, can you just lift your hands up? I'm a part of this body. What is my part in this body? What is my part in this body? Every part's important. Every part's important. The part you play is key. It's time to stand up, church. It's time to eliminate all excuses. It's time to fight sin and fight the devil and be the called man of God that you and I are called to be. Holy Spirit, you're in this place. We are your body. We are united in love. I want you to say these prayers with me. Let's pray these out loud. Say, God, help me to love people better. God, help me to pray for people. Holy Spirit, help me to be generous, to lay down my finances, to lay down my life, to lay down my gifting, to lay down my anointing and offer it as a living sacrifice unto you. With every head by every eye closed, we're gonna sing again in a moment. But if you want Jesus as your personal savior, if you want to know the Lord, maybe for the first time, for the first time in a long time, maybe, on the count of three, if you want Jesus, I'm gonna invite you to raise your hand, unafraid, unashamed. Members, can you participate and intercede right now? If you want Jesus, if you want to receive Him as your Lord and Savior, you want to start the relationship with God, today is your day. Don't let it pass you by. All over this room, if you want Jesus, I want you to raise your hand. If you're new, if you've been here a while, whoever you are, if you want Jesus, let's go. Raise your hand. Here we go. One, two, three. Anybody, come on. I see one hand. I see two hands. I see three hands. I see four hands in this room. Church, can we make some noise in this place? Come on. Can we give it to God? Can we give it to God? Great is your faithfulness. Come on. Great. Your voice, church. Great okay. is your faithfulness. To From the rising sun, come on. From the rising sun to the setting,
1: I will praise your
0: name. Come on, praise be to Jesus. Is your Four people raise their hand for salvation in this room. Church, make some noise. Make some noise. Make some noise. Come on. Thank you, New Birth. Thank you for bringing friends to church. Thank you for inviting your family and your co-worker to this house. Thank you for making a difference in somebody's life today. And we have the fruit of your labor. Four people raise their hands for salvation today. Thank you, New Birth. For being the church that God calls you to be. Light and darkness and salt in the taste of this world. Let's pray together this salvation prayer. If you raised your hand, pray this. If you didn't, we're going to pray together. Say, Jesus, I put my faith in you. In the name, above every name, forgive my sin. Write my name in the book of life. I have faith that I am saved in Jesus' name. The old is gone. And the new creation lives within me. Today's not the end. It's just the beginning. In your name. Everyone says, come on.